The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Evening, everyone. Lots of people here. Very nice. Very good. Come and meditate together. Very good. Uh, for any of you that don't know, my name is Ajahn Sadaro. Is there anybody that's their first time here tonight? Yeah? First time? Have you ever meditated before? Or Okay, no problem. No problem. Cool. Okay. If everybody, if everybody knows, the, knows what to do, I will we'll just get straight into it then. If you'd like to take a comfortable seat. Start by taking a few deep breaths. Letting go of any tension or stress or tightness. When you take these few deep breaths, you can also just notice and check in how you might be feeling right now. <coughs> Is there a contentedness in the heart? Worry or Feelings of wanting to plan things, restlessness. Just check in with however you feel. Notice what that feels like in your body. Maybe in your heart region or... around your shoulders and your face. And again with your body and the feelings that you might have in your heart at this moment. If there is any tension or agitation there, see if you can soften it and simply let it be, let it melt away. Any concerns about the future? Any nagging thoughts from the past? 
See if you can put these down. And whatever method of meditation that you usually find most effective, might be the breath or <clears throat> observing the sensations in your body or repeating a mantra or spreading loving kindness. Whatever that method is, just see if you can start to ease into it now. So let your awareness embrace this object. those external concerns and can just let them drift away. Just rest in this awareness on your object for the next few moments.
even if things come up and disturb us. Maybe a thought that you just can't let go of. Or a feeling. Or sounds come to distract you. Just see if you can leave these things aside. Just let the world be the world. It's not your job to focus on them. Your job is to focus on your own heart. Focus on your object of meditation.
last few moments of the meditation. See if you can change your awareness now. Just place it in that spot where you usually feel different emotions, like joy or gratitude. For many people, it's in the heart region. Might be in the stomach or even a lot of people maybe even feel it in their head somewhere. Wherever it is for you personally, just see if you can let your awareness rest at that spot for a few moments. And again, notice how you're feeling. Is there restlessness, agitation, or calm, stillness? Just place your attention in that spot where you usually feel these kinds of emotions. And as you keep your attention and your awareness in this spot, see if you can bring to mind somebody in your life. You have a connection to. And you have a good relationship with. Doesn't even necessarily have to be a human, it can be an animal, might be a pet. Just someone who it's easy for you to feel kindness or compassion towards. And as you think of this being, just notice that 
You do want them to be well. You don't want them to suffer. But that they're just like you as well. Sometimes they do suffer. Things don't go right. Trying to notice that feeling when you think of this being and recognize that even though you have goodwill towards them, that sometimes they do suffer as well. What's that feel like? For many, there's a feeling of compassion or sympathy there. This feeling that we wish them well, but we don't want them to suffer. We wish them to be free from that suffering. What does that feel like in your heart? See if you can extend this feeling of compassion or kindness towards them. If you maybe don't feel anything, then that's fine, it's okay. You can even just simply think in your mind and wish them well. Maybe free from suffering. May you overcome these difficulties. May you find happiness and contentment. You can even make a pact in your mind or in your heart that this person, this being, and whenever they are suffering that you'll be there for them. You'll help them, you'll listen to them. You'll do what you can for them.
And again, keeping your awareness in this area in your body that you usually feel, these emotions, maybe your heart. Try to broaden this circle and think of a group of people that you share connection with. Maybe the people in your family, a group of friends, people that you work with. But again, those people that you share some sort of connection with. Again, just notice within your heart that these people around you, you do want them to be well and you want them, want them to be free from any kind of suffering. You want the best for them. But again, then at some level, each and every one of them will experience some kind of disturbance or loss or pain in some way. Again, try to sink into that feeling in your heart of compassion towards these people that you care for, but that will ultimately suffer. You can extend this compassion towards them. Let it fill up your own heart. and reach out to them. Again, if you don't maybe feel that, that's okay. It's sometimes hard to generate these feelings, but it's okay. Doesn't have to be a certain way. Again, you can just extend those thoughts of compassion towards these people. that you care for them, that you want them to be free from suffering. And 
that you want them to lead a free and joyous, happy life. But that sometimes it's going to be difficult. There's going to be discontent in their life. And again, you can make that determination. And if I notice that they're suffering, I'll reach out in some way. I'll do what I can to help. I'll do what I can to alleviate their suffering. And finally, bring your awareness to your own experience. Of you as a being right here, right now. Look into your own experience. And notice that you, deeply at the bottom of your heart, want to be well, you want to be happy, you want to be free. But sometimes in this space, there's that tinge of suffering. There's those things that go wrong that cause us discomfort and pain. And they weigh on us. Just notice in your own experience here that you do suffer in some way. You're like everybody else. You share this common humanity with them. See if that sting of dukkha can just let it 
dissolve. Let the warmth, the tranquility of your heart dissolve it and wash it away. And if you can't, that's, again, that's okay. Just like you wished others well, and to be free from suffering, you can do the same for yourself. You can tell yourself, I recognize that my existence is the same as everyone else. We all share this common humanity of suffering. May I be free from this suffering. Even though it's normal. May I be able to let this go and put this down and move beyond it. Just wish yourself well. And wish yourself contentment, stillness, tranquility, peace. And wish yourself joy and gratitude. You can even wish yourself the power of forgiveness. Both towards yourself and towards others. for your heart to be free.
You good? Hopefully had a nice sit. Can't see anyone. I've got my, I've got my glass. <laughs> Does anyone have any questions? If a, some, if a sound comes out in the room, I'll just I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> Hi, it's Kat. Yeah. Um, I'm just asking like a follow-up question to my other question the last time you took a Monday night. Right. About like the moment, like the feeling where you feel like you get better and it's like this is going heaps good and yeah. then suddenly everything gets a lot worse and mm. then you go, wow, this is really going heaps bad. Because mm. of like suddenly it's like you have more negative emotions yeah. coming up in a meditation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but lately I've noticed uh, – not just the negative emotions coming yeah. up, but like way more triggers okay. in in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, okay, maybe that's a phase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or whether that's part of noticing or tolerating less. Yeah. But it's kind of that really awkward, difficult stage where I feel like, the, like you know, I need to isolate. Feels like isolating. Yeah. From even social situations yeah. or people or yeah, yeah. things and switching off. And yeah, yeah. and it's, part of me is like, well, that feels like that's less resilience yeah. or is that also normal? Yeah. So um, I think, I think it's a pretty normal part of the process. Just usually what you find is that you, once you, you know, you start getting into meditation a lot more, you just, you do just become more sensitive to things. Um, you catch on to things a lot more. You're a lot more aware of things in your environment and you're a lot more aware of how you're reacting to those. And this is obviously a good thing to have more mindfulness and be aware of things, but you have to think of the, the habit patterns that you've had your whole life as well. If you notice that you have some sort of agitation at some point, the the obvious reaction is to act negatively towards that. Mm -hmm. And what can happen with people that are reasonably new, you start to notice these things that impact you negatively, but that old habit pattern is still like kicking, kicking along there. Right. Yep. So it's, you, you said like, I, I, I'm starting to feel triggered and it's like, well, it's more that you sort of notice this little bit of discomfort that's mm -hmm. there, but then the old habit patterns like come online of something that would usually be bigger. Mm. So it is quite normal and it's more that you're just becoming a little bit more sensitive to things that could have this kind of negative impact or have this kind of negative uh, influence on you and you just sort of, you, you react, you, rela you react a, a little bit more in line with your, like your previous habit patterns as mm -hmm. well. And so... It's not something to be disheartened about. It's actually something to gain encouragement from. It's like, okay, I'm starting to see that this thing is happening. I'm starting to see that there is this kind of response to the world. 
and it is you know not you know not so not so great so if you can start to notice that a little bit more you start to know this well this is the these are the tricks of the mind mm. yeah that no that makes sense yeah my default sort of reactions tend to be anger and extreme competitiveness yeah <laughs> so since i stopped doing that mm. then i feel like that's it feels like it's worse because right, i'm yeah, physically yeah. doing what yeah. i would normally do well, you know, like you have to, you know, if your if your natural reaction is anger and competitiveness, mm. like that's the, you know, that's the engine that started to run. Mm. You've like you've like kicked the engine up of like, oh, well, I'm not going to do that now. But that thing is still, yeah. okay. that thing is still boiling. It's still there. So, in time, in time, it will actually get the engine better. Will die. Yeah. Oh, okay, that <laughs> makes will, sense. Thank things you. will run out of fuel. <laughs> Thanks. Anything online, Ignacio? Or? Uh, yep, we do have a couple of online questions. Yep. Um, okay, so first one, Ajahn, mm. meta meditation is said to reduce hate. What kinds of meditation help to reduce delusion? There's this idea there that um yeah obviously that there are the uh kinds of meditation that counteract different things and you sort of you look at that in the in different in different sort of texts uh and one of the things that they talk about with delusion um is actually that that uh practicing uh mindfulness of breathing is something that helps with uh with delusion because you know uh it's this aspect of stilling stilling the the kind of the thoughts that you're actually having uh usually what we have is we have some sort of a vichar and it, it spirals this kind of thoughts of you know thoughts of uh you know misinterpreting the world uh misperceiving things in the world and so a way to counter that is to make the mind calm you know, because you're not really getting getting involved in the story too much if you can actually calm the mind down and sort of keep it on something that is reasonably neutral. So one of the things to to one of the meditations that you can use for uh, this the kind of delusion in the mind is just actually calming the mind down with some kind of method of meditation that's the breath or something so that's that's a bit more about developing samadhi but then well what is so that's one kind of meditation but what is you know how do you how do you go further than that and how do you how do you uh, uh dispel the delusion that's in the mind and that's you know that is something that is a long that's a very very long term process that is something that only lots of meditation will actually will actually get rid of we also have to develop those aspects of calming the mind down, but then to really to get rid of delusion, then you have to develop some kind of wisdom. Um, and we usually talk about wisdom of, of developing, you know, insight into impermanence, that things are, that things are uh, dis disconcerting, that things are, you know, not non-personal in some kind of way, uh, anicca, dukkha, anatta. Um, uh, so, 
we have to develop both. We have to develop some kind of calm and we have to develop some kind of wisdom. So it's a, you know, a vidya is a, a delusion is a sticky one. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that you'll get over in, in, in a couple of months of meditating. It's not something you'll find this kind of meditation method, silver bullet to get over. It's, you know, it's, it, it takes time. It takes, but it takes a, it takes a, a balance of, of samadhi and wisdom. Uh, Ajahn, I wanted to ask, uh, I was lately reflecting, you know, what are some of the typical instances when I lose my mindfulness? Mm. Over the last couple of years, I've been spending a bunch of time, uh, you know, meditating in Thailand and here. So yeah. now I have some luxury to reflect on, you know, my weak areas. Mm. So I realize, Ajahn, uh, let's say, for example, desire or let's say sensual desire yeah. is one of the uh, weakness areas. Mm. That's where I often lose mindfulness. Mm. So practically, uh, uh, would you have a tip to offer how to, you know, somehow be able to bring more mindfulness when those sensual desires come up, like inaction, so to speak, in everyday life? Yeah. Wait, sorry. Uh, uh, what do you mean by inaction? Inaction towards sensual desire? Sorry. I mean, uh, in everyday life. So I find yeah, yeah. Uh, when I'm meditating and yeah. a sensual desire comes up, yep. uh, that's relatively easy. I can, you know, sit with it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in everyday So when you're, when you're moving around in the world kind of thing. Yes. Is, do you notice that there's, and you don't have to say what the thing is. Um, it's private, obviously. Um, but is there any, is there any specific, kinds of things that you are drawn more towards with sensual desires um are they sort of more yeah well if you you don't have to tell me exactly what they are but are there specific kinds of things yeah yes, yes sure so i can for example say when i see nice women that's yeah. a typical thing yeah yeah so it's so the first thing to to recognize about this is uh, this this is just how we're hardwired you know, we're hardwired to desire things in the world. We're hardwired to, you know, desire food, shelter, clothing, all these kinds of things. Uh, this is you know, this is an innate reaction that we have to keep us alive. So the big thing is about the, or the, the first thing we have to uh, sort of tell ourselves about desire is like is that that it is a natural reaction. That it's not something you need to like beat yourself up about and sort of to sort of flagellate yourself in some way. I'm such a bad person. I have all these bad desires or whatever. They, like you, you don't want to be going down that kind of kind of root root of 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 of, of self mortification in some kind of way because you're a bad person because you have desires. So if we realize that if we, you know, we do have some kind of, we do have some kind of tanha, we do have some kind of craving, we do have some kind of desire that's actually there in the mind. This is, this is, a, this is something that we don't really get rid of until we become fully enlightened. So if you, like, if you're not really there yet, it's like, it's still going to be there. So, but then the question, the next question on, on top of that is, well, what do you do about it? Obviously. And so this is where you have to really look at what the desire actually is. And then you have to find something that's a bit of an antithesis for it. So you said something like, you know, the forms of other, of other people. 
kind of thing, uh, you know, a big thing that we do is monastics and, you know, half, you know, we, uh, you know, half the, you know, that is, you know, that's the, one of the biggest challenges that we actually have. And what you do is, what you do is if you have some sort of a, a tra- attachment to form or desire for some kind of form, then you have to sort of look at the innate nature of that form. So we, you know, you might look at, you know, the form of a person, but you, you know, and it's like, oh, that's a, that's a, it's a good looking form. But you have to, if you look at it a little bit more closely, it's like, well, what's that form really like? What, what is it really, you know, what is it, if I get up really, really close to it, what's it like? Is, you know, is the skin, is this, is it that, you know, is it, is a piece of skin that, that good? Um, you know, the, the, you know, uh, the hairs in somebody's nose are they are they that like are they that fantastic it's like, <laughs> you know if you like if, if if this person like spat in their hand and shook your hand would you like that no so where we are obviously very attracted to form but when we look at form it's it, it's not really that appealing you know, if you know yourself, it's like, oh, I haven't had a shower today. It's like, I feel sticky, I feel dirty, I feel all these kinds of things. It's like, this is the nature of a body to actually be, be you know, be this kind of, you know, uh, you, know, you know, not so nice in some kind of ways. So whatever we've, whatever we're sort of feeling a desire towards, if we can do something that brings about the antithesis of that, then this is good. So, so for, you know, another one is food. Food, we really, you know, really like food. I, I love all this kind of food. I love this specific kind of food. I get like pulled away by it. Again, we can look at the antithesis of that, of like, well, what's food like if we just leave it out of the fridge and we leave it for a week? What happens to it? It breaks down. It becomes rotten. What happens once we chew this thing up? You know, once you chew this really nice looking piece of food up, if you chew it up and you spit it in your hand, like, what's it like? Is it that appealing anymore? Once it goes in, you know, it's definitely not appealing anymore. So this is, this is just a long way of going about saying there's, there are a lot of these practices where if we're pulled to, pulled to something, we have to recognize what that thing is and see if we can find something that's a bit of an antithesis to this and then reflect on that, reflect on that. And, just, and when that thing does come up in the world, we, you know, we, you sort of, you sort of use a, a, a habitual response of my habitual response would usually be to have desire for this thing. But now my habitual response will be think of the antithesis to it. Think of the antithesis to it. Like, and it's, it's a struggle. Like it's not, like it is not easy. It's, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's so much easier to just go with the slipstream of that thing. It is hard to go, oh, hang on, just think of, Think of dirty hair or something like it's 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 not that it's not that easy to do, but it takes practice. It takes practice as something you can do. So it's also something that you can do um, in your practice as well. So if you notice, okay, I'm having this kind of desire, having this desire for this particular kind of thing, you might sit meditation and you know watch your breath for you know, half an hour or whatever it is. But then maybe the last five minutes, you think, okay, well, I'm going to do this kind of investigation. I'm going to look into this thing that I um, that is is uh, causing me some kind of desire in some way, and think of the antithesis of that. So there's all these different practices you can do like that, but just yeah, it really depends on the actual desire. So does that make sense? Or 
Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, and yeah, I suppose it's also a long-term thing. Now I definitely see that now I have some more awareness of the desire and yeah. um, especially you know, after, I think desires are always higher when I first meet a person yeah. uh, as I speak more and stuff, yeah. then I kind of notice that, you know, that starts to become a little bit weaker. So yeah. then I feel that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this is a, also a long-term reflection that as I move forward, what path do I want to go down yeah, on whether yeah, some kind of sure. monastic path? Yeah. Or in theory, the idea sounds lovely. Oh, find a partner, you know, who yeah. also likes to meditate. Oh, we can meditate yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. At least in theory, the idea yeah. sounds lovely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 that's that's always the trap. The the what is it? The like the the soulmate, yeah. the soul the soulmate, the spiritual soulmate. <laughs> it's, I'll find that one. Like I don't, I don't want any. I don't want one of these vapid ones that I don't know. Is is it enamored with looks? I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in a spiritual soulmate it's yeah that's always the that's always the trap that's always the trap so it's look it's um again this this is how the world operates the world pulls you the world's always trying to pull you always pulling you out to things that you like things that you don't like this is then this is the nature of your existence so we just have to be careful just have to be careful how are we letting ourselves get pulled and so if you can see how you're getting pulled, then you, you, it's not as hard to fall for that, for the tricks. Um, so, yeah, it's, it yeah, takes time. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's nine o'clock. It's nine o'clock. We unfortunately don't have any more time for any more questions. If there are any questions um, more online, I probably we can note them down and we'll get to them at some other point. Sorry if somebody's got a like a, uh, an important question, but there we'll, 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 we'll look at them and see, and see if, 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 um, uh, if we can answer them at another time. With that, we might call it a night then. All the best to everybody. Hope you have a nice, safe trip home. <laughs>